So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes, there are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where... Ben. And Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 116 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Um, Today I am joined by my co-host Ray, and Ray and I have not been able to get Infinity War out of our minds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. If anything, it just like the conversations around the movie have been great so far. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've been at school and like we, everybody does the, there's the, um, spoiler alert check. They're like, who hasn't seen it? And like, you don't even have to, they don't even raise their hand. They just cover their ears and walk out of the room. That's great. That <laughs> yeah, is, like, ah, out, out they go. I love that. Yeah. I've been, I've actually also been very kind of aware of when I'm having these conversations, you know, whether mm-hmm. they're in the office or over lunch or whatnot. Because, you know, I'm, and if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, I mean, first of all, sorry. Yeah. Second of all, like, go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, we're going to do our weekly geekery, but then this, this episode is kind of, I think, our having processed it for a week. And, um, and then I want to talk a little bit about um, Phase 4 stuff because uh, we, we had a, a special uh, – podcast this past week where Rob, Rob of the comic box is, is bringing the comic box to a close uh, at episode 100. And so he kind of did a little like backdoor pilot of what we hope will be a new show on the network. He's doing a, a weekly geekery episode where different um, 
co-hosts from our different shows get together and just talk about what they've been geeking out about. And of course, nobody wanted to do anything but talk about Infinity War. Uh, so as we were talking about that, you know, we were trying to not repeat what all of us did because all of us had an Infinity War ep- episode. So we're like, well, how do we do it? Well, what's <laughs> going to happen moving forward? And so we touched a little bit on on Phase Four stuff, and I'm like, I I need to talk to Ray about this. Stuff. <laughs> we, we have to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Have, so, w- go ahead. I was just going to ask. So, besides talking about Infinity War and kind of holding back a little bit, thank you for waiting for me because I'm primed for this conversation. Um, what other geeky stuff did you do this week? The only big thing that I've been doing is. Um, I've been listening to the Dresden files on the way into work. And, um, and I, again, I think this is going to be next week's episode talking about what happens when you kind of cringe at some of your favorite properties. And it's not like he does anything wrong, but the character is very steeped in, in a very noir kind of aesthetic. And so, you know, there is this whole women are beautiful and I don't like when women suffer. And so I, I don't hit women and I'm not saying that any of these are bad things. I'm just saying sure. it's, it's this kind of chauvinistic perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, you know, they're human. You can also, yeah. because they're human beings. And, uh, and I, I asked a, a, a <clears throat> student of mine who, who we have these kind of conversations with about literature all the time. And I'm like, when is it, okay because it's a character choice and when is it just an excuse um yeah to 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 put those those thoughts in and like you know oh it, he's he's not bad because he he's aware that this is the way he is <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> i'm not sure I'm not sure i agree with that so um the the thing that sucks is that like you'll enjoy the the process as you go through like oh this is a really good story oh i can't wait what happens and then there'll be a moment where that comes up and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're evolving yep 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 so cool. th- that was the big thing i mean most of, honestly most of this week if i've been geeking out it's about looking up infinity war stuff yeah yeah i found a really great interview um i believe it was through iHeartRadio, um an interview with the russo brothers that was really enlightening and it's just it was almost like the first version of like a uh you know, director's track, like on a, on a DVD special feature kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was really cool to listen to. Um, I don't always like hearing about a director's process. I don't know how you feel about that, but this one was a good one. It depends on, on how, like some people get very technical with their process and that's cool. That's their process. But I don't, I don't find that interesting to, to listen to. Like mm-hmm. I, if you if you're talking about like characterization choices and artistic choices and everything else, but with, when they start talking about the type of, you know, back in the day when the type of film they used or um, <laughs> like the technical stuff, I'm like I'm not that kind of film geek. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you totally. It's it is the character stuff and the story, obviously. You know, that's what we're so interested in. That's why we're back again, right? Right, right, uh, exactly. This week, I actually started watching uh, Lost in Space in Netflix, on Netflix uh, as if I don't have enough things on my watch list. To get to. <laughs> and how um, is that? It's, I, I re, I'm really enjoying it so far. I, I, the reason why I checked it out is just because I heard so much good word of mouth about it. Um, I know I had mentioned in a previous podcast that I wanted to check it out, but um, I, I really like it. I, it's, I tend to not be, go for 
the kind of cheesy, hokey, like family fun entertainment stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think the Flash is is probably the only thing that I consume regularly that is in that vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know me, I like I like the darker, grittier stuff, uh, more realistic stuff. That's one of the reasons why I loved Infinity War so much. Oh my god, because it really just <laughs> like you know, it just goes yeah. for it. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying Lost in Space. Uh, I was not ever a big fan of the original show. I know there's like a, a cult, you know, following out there for that kitschy stuff from like, I think, what, 60s? Yeah. Um, but um, I just, the storytelling is what drew me in, is, is what is what is making me excited to eventually probably binge the whole season. Uh, the way they introduce the characters, the way they actually subvert expectations. And as I'm saying this, this is probably why, like I'm, I'm admitting to myself why I gravitate towards the type of storytelling that I do. Um, the, the way they subvert expectations is great. I well, love cool. that. Especially for someone, you know, if you've been reading comics since you were, you know, 10, like I have. Um, and, and you're just consuming stories in different ways, you know, whether it's through, you know, reading books or watching movies or going to plays or whatever, you get to a point where you're pretty well read, you know, in, in that way, you, you, you understand story structure, you understand, you, you can kind of see the, the strings, right. That like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. storyteller is pulling where, Oh, they're introducing this character or they're setting this up. So it's really enjoyable to me when a storyteller or storytellers take the time to play with those expectations. You know, it can still be entertaining to an audience that maybe uh, is not as aware of, of those things, but it's it adds a second layer of enjoyment to people that can kind of see that and go, oh, cool. Like they were going for this. They set this up, but then they turned it around. You know what I mean? Um, and that's honestly like that's probably what I'm enjoying most about Lost in Space. That's cool. Like I had heard some mixed things, so I was, I was not sure, sure that I wanted, that I wanted to, dive to dive in. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've heard enough good stuff that I'm I'm curious, and so it might make it to our list. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you're a long list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, and, and it's it's one of those things where we we've got a list of things we want to watch, and and it's it's not just. Because it's long because there's a lot of geeky stuff out there that I feel like we have to get through. But mm. you know, my, my husband does not necessarily enjoy just geeky stuff, and he has his own list of stuff that is completely different genres. That you know, so we have so much stuff on our list, and then at the end of the day, we're so tired. It's like, you want to start something new? No, let's just watch another episode of the the Great British Breaking Show. <laughs> <laughs> And just enjoy the the quiet serenity of people baking. It's like that comfort food, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, we have that too. So unfortunately, mine is Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a difference between me and you. That's <laughs> no, let's just, let's just put on another bleak, you know, sad, depressing uh, episode of this show that, that it never ends. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, for that reason, I, I do feel like shows like the flash and now like lost in space, they're, they're my all, you know, alternate kind of thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to try something different. I want to try a different flavor of storytelling, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. very bright and upbeat, um, and suspenseful, uh, but, but kind of in a, I don't want to say wholesome way. Cause that just sounds, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one putting those negative connotations to a word like wholesome, but. 
Uh, yeah, so far so good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad I didn't hear uh, much of the the kind of critical feedback about this show because I pro- that probably would have been an excuse for me to not check it out, and I'm glad I did. Usually that's the case, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have stuff that I've been meaning to check out forever, and when I do, I'm usually very happy that I did. But it takes a while for me to invest in that way. Well, I, I know you are very big about kind of investigating your your shows because you do have so many that you're not going to spend the time if the reviews are not marvelous. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't find that. I mean, obviously I don't have a lot of time, but I don't find that I'm very um, indulgent in that way where I'm just kind of like going to spontaneously, Oh, let's just put this on. That actually blows me away. I know people that'll do that. People that'll turn on Netflix. I know you're out there. I know some of you are listening to this. You just turn on Netflix and just go, I don't know what I'm going to watch, but I'm going to find a movie. Oh, I've never heard of this. I'm going to invest two hours of my time in this thing. That blows me away. <laughs> I, like, that's something I would never be able to do. I think we've, we've done that occasionally when we're just like kind of bored and nothing is sounding good to us. And we're just like, okay, these are the things that we have to watch right now, but we're just not really in that mindset. So what's on there? <laughs> but usually what ends up happening is we're like, no, no, no. Well, how about this? And then 15 minutes in, are you into this? No. Okay. We're just oh, bored. We just need to, we just need to be done. <laughs> you see that scenario right there is what bring to, in my mind, I'm like, God, there's so much, great amazing cinema out there that i haven't gotten to you know mm-hmm. and i'm talking you could go back in time older stuff that i've just never watched that i know like i need to at some point like add to my vocabulary of like film watching or whatever you know um that i just can't justify i'm so see man this is why i'm so controlled this is why i grew up not drinking or smoking or doing anything <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so controlled with like the, even my choices and you know my entertainment or whatnot um yeah so i definitely like you're you're someone whose recommendation i you know i look for if you recommend something it's going on the list you know i might not get to it today or tomorrow but that's something that i want to check out and and there's usually a few kind of sources of of that that i have that i trust and beyond that you know, when somebody says, oh, I really love that, my next question is, oh, what's something else you really love? Yes, I do <laughs> <You> that too. <laughs> kind of inve- I don't know if that's a mean thing to do, but I'm just – I'm investigating their taste. You're not to say that it's bad, but it just could be different from mine. And right. if, you know, they really loved Batman versus Superman, I'm like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and likewise, I think when you like, like now, I will, I will, we will probably watch Lost in Space because Ray says it's it's good. That's great. If you if you guys check it out, let me know what you think. Awesome, I definitely will. Okay. Um, any other big things? No, man. Finals week. Uh, oh, how did that go? It, it's it's ongoing. So far, so good. My my presentation went really well. I got some great feedback um today later today as we record this uh later today is my final mentor meeting and then this coming week i have one more essay to write and then i'm in the clear for summer nice that's gotta feel good yeah it's 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 going to feel good yes (laughs) right now i'm still in the thick of it but um yeah i've never looked forward to a summer as much as i'm looking forward to this break 
dude, I am right there with you. Like I can't <laughs> even tell you. I have I'm a, like a summer guy usually, but I just I'm like bring it on. I've got a little. I, I apologize if you hear weird noises on this side. My my puppy just got home from a walk, and he's very excited <laughs> and saying hello. <laughs> Contrast that with my lazy ass cats, just kind of hanging out, going. It's Sunday morning, dude. Leave us alone. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's take a quick break, and we will come back and just geek out all over the place. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. And we're back. And I know we talked about it last week, but since we're still kind of on our Infinity War, um, I don't know, journey. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it, it is definitely a, a drug at this point. <laughs> um, just want to remind everybody that every show we have on the network has done something about infinity war so definitely go and check out all of the other programs uh check out i think void did a recording of his thoughts on on infinity war last week um i i'm hoping that he has beige come in and weigh in on it on their next episode and then uh uh Katie and Chelsea did something on tea time. And of course, Rob has done <laughs> the, the, the three episodes of prep for, for infinity war and an infinity war episode and just released the, um, the weekly geekery or is going to be releasing the weekly geekery episode where we all geek out about infinity war. So uh, if you can't get enough about infinity war, we're, we're, we're going to push those limits for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so any, before we move into phase four, which is a big part of what I want to talk about today, is there anything that has come up for you in the past week about the, sh the, the movie that we saw that we didn't talk about last week? Yeah. Um, I did, as I mentioned, I, uh, I might've mentioned to you on air. I know we talk about it off air, but I did get to see the movie again this weekend, which, was a huge help because I definitely feel like last week when we recorded, I was still trying to process and absorb what 
I just saw and just mm-hmm. the fact that this is like a geek holiday, right? I mean, you yeah. think about it, all these years that all these films have been leading up to this and it's happening. And so I know, I mean, there's probably people out there that are experiencing Infinity War fatigue at this point, but this is something that people are going to look back on because I do think we're seeing storytelling change and yeah. the way the, the way we consume stories, you know, on, on a really grand scale in terms of like most of the population, it's changing, it's evolving. And this Marvel studios is, is a big, big, big player in that. Um, getting to see the film again on Friday night with friends. I, I got to see it with people that hadn't seen it yet, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you can see you're more aware of like everyone's reactions. And I have to be honest, I, I saw it in IMAX 3d when it came out and I love going big when the occasion calls for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was compared to my second viewing. That was a bit disorienting. Just, right. There was so many moving parts and so much, so much stuff going on. Um, I like that the Russos used shaky cam quite a bit in, in certain parts of the film in order to, you know, ground what's happening on the screen in reality. Um, but that being said, with with IMAX 3D, that that wasn't always the best thing. Uh, mm-hmm. so, oh, I bet. Yeah. So seeing it a second time, you you could track, I could, I was able to track more of what was happening on the screen and what the, you know, how things were moving or whatnot. So, uh, that was cool to see that. I feel like I I took in more of the story that was happening visually. Um, and just to see people's reactions, I couldn't wait for the theater's reaction at the end of the film, just to see how people, you know, took in what was happening. And the, the deaths, you you nailed it, Joe. The the deaths that were on display or whatever you want to call them, the, the disintegration stuff of certain characters, it was totally played in the moment for emotional, like visceral emotional effect. But if you think about it logically, you know, like, yeah, the, the, these characters we know are probably coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them guaranteed to come back at this point. But the audience doesn't think about that in the moment. I'm I'm kind of kudos to you for even having, you know, kind of the, the the forethought to be aware of that in the moment. Because when I first saw the film, that was the furthest thing. I wasn't thinking about, you know, uh, release dates and the business side of it. I was fully into the story. And so those deaths really hit hard. And the same uh, uh, went for the, the audience that I saw it with again this this weekend. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we're just going to throw out, we haven't mentioned it yet, but this will be a spoiler cast. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you didn't say anything that I think like made any, any like, but if we didn't say it before, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're still uh, talking about Infinity War, we're going to spoil things. Can we retcon that? Can we, like, is there <laughs> the time gem and let's, uh, let's go back. Well, you, you said the deaths at the end. Everybody knows there are deaths. Okay. So yeah, okay. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. Thanks for that. Spoilers. Um, yeah, so it was it was really cool to see that and to see the audience. I mean, there was some there was some really heart like heartbroken cries of what like no like as certain characters were were leaving, you know. Yeah. Which man, that could, like great job, Marvel. Like, <laughs> how often are we disappointed by these big, huge summer blockbusters? Uh, you know, to, we're so spoiled by by just 
knowing and feeling confident that the you know when a new Marvel movie is coming out, it's it, you're you know it's going to deliver the goods. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also got to listen to a podcast interview that the Russos did. I mentioned earlier, and uh, they did confirm that in their minds this was uh, Thanos's movie, and mm-hmm. that the the story structure kind of followed his arc. And so the ending is the ending because it is his ending. You know, it, it is a satisfying ending for for his character. He gets his happy ending, and that's what the film is meant to convey. Uh, they did mention something interesting, though, about the other side of things, which they said if if this was going to be looked at from the hero's perspective, that it was Thor who had the hero's arc, and it was really his film, his character's film, if it was going to be any of the hero's film. I can see that, and that makes a lot of sense, and and I think it's kind of cool because I think when with Thor Ragnarok, we finally got the Thor that we need to have mm. to make these to, to fit into this story compilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they actually spoke about uh, Taika Watiti was making was filming Thor Ragnarok with Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. while the Russo brothers were starting uh, uh, Infinity War, and they actually all met. They all sat in a room together and just talked about how Thor Ragnarok was refocusing the character and what changes they were making because they wanted to make sure it was consistent, at least nodded towards in Infinity War, because yeah. it wouldn't have made sense if they continued. Thor's characterization from Thor 2, you know, or, or Avengers, as -hmm. opposed to what Thor Ragnarok did. Yeah. They wanted to get that voice. And so they wanted to know from the source, what is the voice that, that you all are are creating for, for Ragnarok, which I think was a really, really brilliant thing to, to consider. Yeah. And, and I think it paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is, you know, I, Chris Evans is done, right? He's, he's, yeah, he's been yeah. talking for a while about wanting out of, of this, you know, of this series or whatnot. He's, he's put in his time. He's even talked about retiring. Like he's, like, he's done with movies, period. You know, it, it might be, might be the case. Um, well, he's on, he's on Broadway right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. We actually like it was one of the shows we were looking at going to see when we were there. But we, you know, there were so many musicals we wanted to see that we were like, eh, I don't know that it's worth going. The, the The story didn't sound like something I was terribly excited to to go into. But it would have been really cool to see him live on stage. Yeah, um, I think a big part of it is just the amount of training he has to do to be Captain America. Like, I mean, like he has no control over his diet. He has no control over like he is. He is constantly having to work on his body to stay that way and i can see that after a while that would just get old yeah yeah tell me about it um and and robert downey jr has also you know obviously it's widely known that his time is coming to an end in the marvel universe Mm -hmm. um but chris hemsworth is somebody that in multiple interviews has stated that he loves the character that he wants to keep making films you know uh, as this character and it makes sense for Marvel to focus on him as one of the characters going forward, you know. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so so it it to me that made sense in Infinity War. Like, of course, there there be I've as I said last week, you know, I have friends that have stated 
between Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War, they went from not really giving a shit about Thor to like now Thor is their favorite character. And I think that is a conscious effort on Marvel's part to, you know, center this character um, and, and, you know, kind of highlight the, the, what a great job Chris Hemsworth is doing with Thor. I mean, yeah. he just kills it. I can watch Thor just nonstop. I, you know, watched Thor Ragnarok again this weekend after Infinity War. And then I actually, like, went online and started to make a list of Thor comics that I want to read. Like, I want to go back and read the, like, Walt, you know, the Simonson run on Thor and, and uh, some of the other cool stuff that, is, that has come out more recently uh, written by uh, Jason Aaron and, and some other people. So I'm, like, all in with Thor going forward. And, and I think Infinity War, seeing it from his point of view and, and kind of, you know, starting with his whole um, motivation of revenge – Right. Carrying that through. He goes on his hero's journey of like getting the weapon and then almost pulling it off at the end. Like that's just I I love how they how they structured that. Um, There was somebody who and and it made me me, because we had all the the um, uh, the Adam Green Arrow Ant-Man Hawkeye comparisons that we were talking about. I saw a great thing online. And I may have I may have messaged this to you because we've been talking on and off all week about yeah. this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't remember if I've talked to you about it or. But there was a great um, a great theory that the the second movie was going the Avengers four was going to end with Thanos like that that exact same scene where. Um, uh, Thor hits him in the chest with the axe yeah. and he says, you should have gone for the head. And then an arrow hits him in the head. <laughs> How brilliant and comic booky. I mean, that's, it, like- it would be so comic booky <laughs> with Hawkeye giving a nod, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> no problem. Got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I mean, you know, that kind of thing is in play with a time stone. Yes. Right. Do you do you have right. more theories about? I mean, what after talking with you about it last week and then watching it a second time, it was just like, oh yeah, like you, you really. I mean, I I was lost in the story and the emotion of of, of the moment, uh, but no, you you really called to attention like some some really deft story kind of setups that they put in there, right? That they snuck in, and I'm and I'm seeing people write about it this week as well. Um, but it took a few days for some of those articles to come out. Yeah. And it was frustrating because I was like, I want, I want to know what other people are thinking. And, and that was one of the things that I think I, I lose perspective on. I think it's, it's my geek privilege, um, where (laughs) I'm like, I, like, like I, I messaged you. I was like, these are the fan theories that I'm reading. No, duh. It's like (laughs) the, the fan theory that, um, they might come back. The, yeah, they might come back. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, they will come back. They have movies. Yeah, do you think Spider-Man might not stay dead? Like, that's one fan theory. <laughs> um, it, it was it was very frustrating because I was like, oh my god! Like, and then, but do you have to take that step back and go? There, there is a, there is a cool thing to that lack of knowledge. That because then that you're not sitting there having that moment of well they're going to be back so I'm not invested in this moment like they really for them oh my god they just killed Spider Man and it and it um it makes it even more real 
to people who don't, you know, the same people who continually walk out before the oh stinger at the God. end. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what are you people doing? Those but people, I've yelled at those people in the theater before. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. There's more show. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> I'm that guy. Sorry. Uh, no, I, somebody has to be because like you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're missing out to, to be young and innocent, you know, story, from a storytelling standpoint and to just not realize that, you know, these are cycles that these characters go through and of course they will be back, but it's still, that's, that's really interesting to point out though, for comic book fans, we know that the, the, the fun and the enjoyment of reading comic books does not necessarily come from surprise or, or from innovation right right it's it's more it's like a comfort food type of thing it's what you fall in love with the character and you get to live with this character sometimes over decades you know depending how long you've been reading uh through different iterations of the character different writers and artists take on this character like that's that's the enjoyment and then i think just you know falling in love with the, the medium itself which is very very unique because it does combine words and pictures, but they're static pictures. And so your the movie happens in your brain. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's what we love about this medium. Um one of the things that I think is is very cool is that we have well, first of all, Disney knows what they're doing because it wasn't the week wasn't even finished when they released the new trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And they were like, so now that we got you hooked, <laughs> here's another thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I am having trouble coming up with what Infinity or what uh, Avengers 4 is going to be. Yeah. Like I've been trying very hard to figure out how we're going to get there. And I just feel like we don't have enough information because we don't have the next two movies. I'm shocked that they're allowing this kind of – confusion or or not confusion but you know what like you you want to set up the next thing right like you want to set audiences expectations you want to hook them as early as possible and yeah i'm kind of just like amazed that they're not taking i thought for sure we were getting a trailer for the next film at the end of this film if not you know maybe within a a a week or two and then you I, i thought at the outside comic-con like that's gonna be yeah. and, and then for you to say oh by the way ray like they've confirmed that they're not even gonna be at comic-con like wow man that's really i'm there right there with you i have no idea what to expect it's- yeah and and i think when they said um because i i actually looked down i think i was looking up something when they said thanos will return <laughs> but i don't remember where they said thanos will return in it doesn't it just says thanos will return and usually it says the avengers will return at the end or it'll say yeah. thor will return or whatever but it said thanos will return which i thought was really cool but it's like i think dr strange was like uh, you know dr strange will return in thanos Ragnarok like they have yeah, like they yeah, have yeah. which movie they're going to be in next and it was like Thanos will return but there was no ending I have a feeling that it's going to be Captain Marvel will return title of the Avenger for that long and I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to get it before then what that, Joe that only leaves them like two months to promote their film there's no way the trailer is going to come out I mean are they really changing it that much that that sounds insane to me 
Well, I don't know that they're changing it that much. I think I think people are holding on. I think they're holding because they can say Avengers four. They can do all sort of things. I don't know that we're going to get what what's coming after the colon. No way. Until after until after um, that Captain Marvel. That'll really blow me away because that, what, when I say are they changing it that much, I mean like the way that we we know that movies are sold and promoted and set up you know the trailer comes out a few months the teaser to the trailer to the teaser trailer comes out then the teaser trailer comes out then the actual trailer comes out and that's like a a, a full like official trailer number one will usually come out months before the film comes out well i mean the other the other thought is that it comes out at ant-man but i don't know that they're going to be I don't know that they're going to do a grand reveal of the of the fourth yeah. Avengers movie title because I think I think they I think they know they've got us and I think they're kind of like we want to keep the because as long as it's not out people are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Um they they have said that they weren't releasing that the that the next title will, would be spoilers for Infinity War. And then they said, I actually heard uh, a small like press junket interview where they said that the next, the title of the Avengers four is going to scare people. Like it's not going to be like, it's going to be ominous almost like for the, for the heroes or whatnot. So yeah, at at this point I'm, I really, really want to (laughs) know, which I mean, I guess mission accomplished for them. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they have they have uh, one of the one of the links that I'll put in the show notes is is what storylines will be in phase four. Are we are we okay to move on to that? Yeah. I mean, we can always come back if there's other stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, the first one that they say is Secret Invasion. I don't know Secret Invasion. I know Secret Wars. I feel like all these like I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm being too old school, but I feel like. The, the big tentpole comic book crossovers that I n- remember of Marvel from my youth are Infinity Wars, Secret War, um, One More Day. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I think like like those those two, you know, the 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 um, Avengers Justice League crossover that George Perez was you know working on for a while, um, uh-huh. like. Secret. I don't remember Secret Invasion. Okay, so Secret Invasion was um, was the idea that scrolls had infiltrated Earth and replaced a bunch of heroes. Was this like nineties? Um, I think it was two thousand. Oh, you see, that's why. Yeah, 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 and that's why I uh, like I'm not as familiar with it as um, as I could be, but it was definitely a. Um, uh, it, it was all about scrolls and you know who was who was a scroll and who wasn't. And the reason why this is the number one fan theory is because apparently Captain Marvel is dealing with scrolls. Yes, yeah, that's right. And I mean, there's a little bit scroll the the scrolls as as a design. Don't they have a similar chin to Thanos? They do. I wonder how they do. Which is you know how how are they going to address that you know you know what i mean is is thanos part scroll he's not he's a titan so yeah he's a titan um i don't know i don't know how they're going to for those of you who don't know for those who are like what in the hell is a scroll a scroll is kind of a, a okay picture green person with 
uh, pointy ears and a Thanos chin, <laughs> and that's a scrawl. And they're 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 able to take the form and powers of other creatures. So um, they've been used as plot devices throughout the history of Marvel. Um, they're usually kind of associated with the Fantastic Four, and I think that's one of the reasons why they weren't in a lot of movies up until now. But the idea that a lot of people are throwing out there is that um, they'll do Secret Invasion, and because they're introducing Captain Marvel in the 90s, it suggests that the scrolls have been here the entire time. Right. And may leave it open for some of the characters to... Um, you know, if they're if they die, they can always come back because no, that was a scroll. Which is like full on Marvel Universe storytelling, like yes, you know, Deus Ex Machina. Um, I, I'm a little I'm a little nervous about that concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I trust them at this point to do good things if that's the direction they go. What I can almost see is that whoever we lose in the last. Um, the last or the Avengers four that one of the Avengers that we lose is a scroll, either Iron Man or Captain America, or maybe somebody, one of the other five get killed. And it's like, Oh no, that's actually a scroll. And that launches us into phase four. Right. And they have been talking about getting more cosmic and, and, you know, expanding the universe going into phase four. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. why you know Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to the next film is supposed to set up like the next slate of Marvel movies going forward. Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. three is going to be like the linchpin going forward. Well, yeah, that's what they said. In fact, it, what 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 phase phase three ends with um, Avengers four, right? And so we only we only have three movies left. We have Ant Man and Wasp. We have. Captain Marvel, and then we have Avengers 4. Um, after that confirmed, we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which is basically the Phase 4 to, you know, the movie that's going to launch us into Phase yeah. 4 and the yeah. linchpin. Um, we also know that we have... Um, Spider-Man 2. We have Spider-Man 2. Um, they're assuming a Doctor Strange 2. Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther 2. Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. And uh, Ant Man and a Wasp. Secret. They're probably going to keep making Thor movies too. They also probably will have Thor four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and and so those are that's what we're looking at, and that's a lot of those. I mean, those are a lot of established things. I can't imagine that we're not going to get a new property. Yeah, there. yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, something's going to grow out of one of these. One of these. Um, Maybe Nova has been speculated. Yeah, that is that is uh, top on the like. This is digital spy. Digital spy says Nova Nova is a favorite for storylines, and then um, they're also talking about maybe an Eternals. Oh, that's right. Yeah, movie. well, they've said that they want to introduce the concept of of Eternals. Like that's something that they're gonna explore. So I wouldn't be surprised if that might get started in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you said, if that's gonna launch Phase Four. Then they'll, you know, there'll probably be a lot of those threads. It seems like um, it's it's Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to set up a lot of storylines that are then going to be carried out into the other titles that that we just listed. Um, There's also been talk about um, Bucky taking over as Cap, which I think would be really cool. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, because everybody's like, well, is it going to be Bucky or is it going to be the Falcon? And I think that there's two reasons why it's not going to be the Falcon. One, he's got a a power set that nobody else has right now. So it's kind of a a fun character to play with. It doesn't need the Captain America moniker where Bucky is just a guy with a gun. (laughs) I mean, not to not to downplay for those of you who are our Winter Soldier fans um i think since he's one of the lesser known characters even among lesser known characters i think it makes more sense to make him um captain america but also uh the actor has uh signed on for like umpteen million movies (laughs) oh has he i didn't i didn't realize that yeah i think he had nine and he hasn't been in that many he's been in three or four that reminds me. That makes me think of Nick Fury's probably his time is up. He's been in a crap load of movies, right? Yeah, and he's not getting any younger. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like I – oh, man. I hate to like hate on Don Cheadle, but yo, like <laughs> when they go from like, you know, Vision and Captain America and uh, um, um, Black Widow and <laughs> – Bucky and then they pan over to Don Cheadle I'm just like oh man like you're you need some help man like he's just older he's looking frail you know what I mean compared to and I'm sure he's not I'm sure he's a he's a normal human being probably (laughs) but when you're hanging out with you know you're in scenes with Chris Chris Hemsworth or, or Chris Evans you know it's like come on like it's it's gonna be there's a stark contrast there yeah. Um, another one, and I think this is less likely, another storyline that they think will kind of permeate phase four or a, as a, is a rumored idea, um, big fan theory, is that they'll do kind of secret wars, the newer secret wars where they shove all the different universes together as a way to bring in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. That's, I'm, that's the one that's underlined at the top of my list. That's what I'm hoping for. Secret Wars is has to be at the top of their list as well after Infinity War. I just don't know that I, I – I, I didn't follow the new Secret Wars. Maybe I should have. Um, but it, to me, it feels like it's just too too busy. Like there's no central bad guy, and I'm not saying they can't figure out a central bad guy, but I feel like they, they would need a central bad guy to, to pull it all together, and I don't know who that would be. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's another cosmic being coming. There, there has to be. Thanos is, you know, number one in the Marvel universe, but it's not like he's the only one. And right. this, the original Secret Wars that that was, that's the one where they gathered all the heroes and all the villains, right, to fight on that on that planet. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean. This is this is them setting up for the their you know regaining the properties that they've haven't been able to work with. Um, yeah, I, but I, I see. I feel like I feel like you could use Ant Man and the Wasp and the um, the is it the Negative Zone? Yes, yes. You can use that as as a way to bring in the Fantastic Four pretty easily. Um, I don't know how you bring in the X Men, but I feel like. I, I don't know that that secret secret war is the way to do it, and and I'm again I'm just I'm just saying I I as a a fan don't see it happening that way, but I trust that if that's the direction that they're gonna go, it's gonna still be pretty awesome. Yeah, I figure at this point, 
it, you know, Infinity War didn't unfold the way Infinity Gauntlet did. You know, they they mm-hmm. use the the well known property name and they allude to some of the story points and stuff, but they're doing their own thing. You know, I think yeah, Secret Wars yeah. is such a well known brand by this point um, that. I, I can't imagine that they would feel tied to what happened in that story because there's some hokey shit that happened in these old stories, man. You know, I'm, I'm sure you remember. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't think that they would feel tied to, you know, following that exactly. Um, how cool would it be to see, you know, Tom Holland's Spider-Man find the the Venom uh, uh, costume? But we already know that that can't happen because of what. Tom Hardy's doing with, with Venom. That yeah. will be coming out. So there's going to be changes. Um, but we do know that they've, the Russo's confirmed in the interview that they're, you know, Marvel is still hard at work at, at figuring out all the, the details of that deal with Fox. Um, and so they anticipate that that will be the case, but, you know, they're not allowed to obviously say, you know, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. Now, do you want, if they, when they bring in, um, x-men characters would you want them to continue with the the storylines that have been established or would you start it from scratch is this a joke are you serious (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be i would riot if they continued with those storylines from fox's x-men are you kidding like this is the chance to do it right from the beginning you know, just just how yeah. they did with Spider-Man. Um, doesn't mean you need to retell the origin. You know, they did. No, 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 no. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> and, well, and here's the thing: they're going to do another. This is going to be the second Phoenix that we get, the Phoenix story. Yeah. And uh, and like and that is such a great story. And I, I don't I don't want to see a third one. I'm at the point where I'm not even looking forward to that movie. It, the 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 Fox stuff feels very hollow at this point. <laughs> it just it, it feels like yeah I'll go see it because yeah. we're gonna do a podcast on it and and I and I I do enjoy the time I'm in the theater watching people like throw fire and <laughs> lightning bolts at each other like that I can enjoy but I don't I don't it's like it's like going for appetizers at a place and then going to like a really fancy meal like that's the difference you walk away with a completely different feeling this I have a different analogy for you for how I feel about these fox X <laughs> you ever you ever driving somewhere and then you realize that you missed your exit but the next exit isn't for four or five miles and you have yes. no choice. You're on the freeway and you're just like, I know I'm going in the wrong direction. <laughs> that is, you know that feeling of, uh, yes, about it for four miles. And it's four miles is four miles, man. Like that does not go by quickly when you know <laughs> that you're headed in the wrong direction. And you just hate yourself because you're, oh, why did I miss that exit? Like I should have been paying attention instead of being on to this podcast or whatever. And, and why why were you why were you not paying attention because you were you were thinking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and <laughs> and we're just in that euphoria of you know so you go from that euphoria of all oh, the things that that are coming up and then oh wait I just missed my exit yes yeah, so I'm definitely not on my phone in my car while I'm driving um 
<laughs> and you just sit that's that's what the X-Men movies feel like to me at this point. They feel like why like I'm sitting here, they're making these things and we already know they're going in the wrong direction. We already know that they've that there's a better way to do these. There's you know, mm-hmm. they're they're a product of their time, Brian Singer, you know, they're they're a product of and they were needed. I think they were necessary and they were successful when they were made because that was like the kind of uh, proof of life that you know superhero films can can go forward and have a future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but too devoted to the Matrix kind of aesthetic, and, and yeah. they're still living there. They're still doing that. We've got Thor Ragnarok just blew the whole. If Guardians of the Galaxy didn't do it, Thor Ragnarok just blew the lid off the whole thing in terms of ex- what you can expect and what you can do with comic book movie costumes and colors and and style and art direction yeah so if that's the case you know why are we still missing out on all the great work that you know chris claremont and and um john byrne and uh you know all the different artists and writers over the years have done on x-men i want I want yellow spandex, damn it, which I never thought I would say, but <laughs> I want to see, you know, I want, I want what, what the Wolverine was only able to hint at at the end of that film where he's coming back from Japan and, and he opens that box and it's got the, the classic brown and yellow costume, yeah. you know? And, and I think yeah. that's what Infinity War has done. Really, I, I mean, I know, you know, all the talk is around how Marvel has this in the bag and how, you know, we're, we're all got, you know, hook, line and sinker and they can do no wrong going forward. But if you think about it from Marvel's perspective and they plan these films out years in advance, how much longer, you know, we, we've got Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk. How much longer can they, can they go with, you know, I don't know, we, cloak and daggers coming out on TV. Um, what are the characters that they have in the in the left in their in their bag? And I know we got tons of characters, but I'm talking about like a list, like top well, tier characters. This is a great way to um, to kind of touch on and expand on some of the stuff that I wanted because I got I got a little bit laughed at on on on, on Rob's show <laughs> when I brought up the characters that I want to see going forward. Um, they accused me of assembling the West Coast Avengers. Oh. And they, and it kind of hurt my feelings. Oh, it's um, <laughs> a good dig. Oh, so, so I'm so I'm uh, I'm gonna bring it to you and hope that you're uh, uh, you know, either either slap me upside the head and go, yeah, no, that's the West Coast Avengers, or you get as excited about it as I did, because um, I feel like we have to get Nova. Yeah, like that's just kind of a given. I can't imagine them not at some point giving us a Nova. Um, I don't know where her property lies right now but i don't understand why we don't have a she-hulk yet yes i was gonna bring her up because i think she's a great a great character that would just be so much fun um but they would have to do like it just has to be a nod in the movie they have to have her in a courtroom with matt murdoch (laughs) like it has to it has to happen um she was in the fantastic four though she was in the fantastic four and that may have been one of the holdups yeah um, I think that because everybody is loving on Thor right now so hard, we've got to get a Hercules. Oh, 
like I can't imagine him not being in a Thor film. Like how like what better way to bring in that character who has been a, a, an Avenger forever um is a long-time major Marvel character. Like it, it seems like Hercules is a great pick Her- for Hercules coming it's such a it's it's like um what's it called when properties kind of like enter the, the like anyone can use them right Her- Hercules yeah. as as a as a name as a character is uh no one owns that No no it's um I know what you're talking about it's um um public domain public domains I just I feel like Marvel doesn't need to go that far especially because well so is well so is thor yeah that's true but thor is one of the 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 heavy hitters though i feel like dc is is incorporating like the pantheon of like greek gods and stuff it's like well i just think i feel like i feel like you hercules's character in the comics is very much the the tone of guardians of the galaxy and and thor like he likes fighting just to fight like he's part of the avengers (laughs) because he gets to hit things so like i feel like it's it's kind of like he's he's the drax character in the 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 thor movie like it seems like it's kind of a right I, I, I can I can picture it in my mind and and I, I it makes me happy so I hope it's I hope it's something that happens. It might be like we're getting Goliath in Ant Man and the Wasp, but he's retired. Right, right, right. So, which I think is a very I thought it was a very interesting way to go is to have Goliath, um, Hank Pym, and the original Wasp all older. Like that I thought was a very unique way of making these characters feel established but not having to go through their whole story to get to some of the newer stuff. Yeah, I think you can tell what Marvel is is intent on exploring and what they're only willing to give a nod to for kind of fan service thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um I think I I cannot fathom that we won't at some point get a Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan movie miss marvel yeah that's oh Ray, Ray, do you not know kamal khan no i don't <gasps> but, no. Oh. <laughs> you, you have homework my okay. friend <laughs> she's a great character and now that we have captain marvel her story can kind of come in and and make things like like she's a great like she's great She's a diverse character. She's a young character. She's not a perspective we have in the Marvel Universe at all. Wait, you're not talking about America, right? You're talking about this is a different Miss Marvel. This is this is this is the the Middle Eastern um uh oh, inhuman. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize her her whatever like uh, secret identity name, but yes, I'm aware of that character visually. Because then, because if you're pushing towards Spider-Man being kind of your central Avenger going forward, yeah. like you know, the she's with the Miles Moran. More, my goodness, uh, I'm losing, I'm losing my ability to speak. Miles Morales, too, too much geeky, too much geeky excitement. <laughs> the Miles Morales Spider-Man, her kid Nova, and a couple of other characters are the champions right now. Yeah, and I think, I think the new Cyclops. The young Cyclops. Um, I don't remember who else because it's been a while since I've read that book. But it, it seems like that would be a good way to push. Right, 
Right. Yeah, they're probably going to do New Avengers at some point, right? That's one of the things that they've got on on this list is that um, they'll they'll kind of throw in the New Avengers. Um, they've also talked about how with T'Challa gone, mm-hmm. um, Shuri will become the Black Panther. Oh, that would be so awesome. And that I guess the um, storyline that they're referring to in this article is Fall of the King, where she becomes the Black Panther oh. and he kind of gets exiled, which allows him to be part of the Avengers. Oh my God, that would be so amazing. Please let that be in the works. Oh my uh, God. Um, I guess that um, they said this article, this is a, a comic book um, dot com article that I'm, I'm looking through. And it's like uh, they say when they talk about Dark Reign, which is not something I'm terribly familiar with, but it says the loss of major shield figures like Nick Fury and Maria Hill at the end of Infinity War will leave a big hole in government sponsored espionage and law enforcement, which is exactly where the first threads of a Dark Reign storyline for Phase 4 could begin to sprout. In the comics, Dark Reign saw Spider-Man nemesis Norman Osborn put in charge of shields replacement hammer and use the opportunity to fill the organization with supervillains who pose as heroes this is going to be interesting going forward because we're going to start to get these newer more nuanced marvel stories and plot thread mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. a lot of this i'm not familiar with a lot of it has come out you know relatively recently and i think that that's kind of a cool idea because i don't know how much you um you followed the, like you followed the Avengers back in the day, yeah, right? I did. Was it the Masters of Evil? Is that who they're? Who? What was their? What was the name of their their nemesis? Yeah, group Masters of Evil. That that, that disguised themselves as the Thunderbolts. Yeah, and then they eventually became the Thunderbolts, and some of them actually became heroes. For yeah. Them. Um, I feel like like this. I I don't know the Dark Reign storyline. It's something I want to go back and and look into. But I feel like that's a way to kind of incorporate all of that stuff. But. I think in order to do that, they got to start introducing us to some more villains that stick around. Yeah, that's well. So definitely, scrolls are going to play a huge part in Phase Four, mm-hmm. or at least be featured in it. Um, they've already. I used to actually confuse scrolls with the Kree <laughs> because they were the two like main like alien you know, a, a species in, in Marvel that, that ran throughout mm-hmm. all the, you know, Thor and Captain America and, and Avengers comics. Yeah. And they've introduced the Kree already. Yeah, they've been a big part of um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, they have? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't watch that at all. So I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, this, this whole last season was like a big Kree story arc. That's great because they were also – they were in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. and there's storylines involving both of those aliens, kind of in tandem. And I know that there are some heroes that like well, didn't didn't Captain Marvel have like Kree DNA or something like that? Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be part of her story. It has to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, I think I know she's dealing with the scrolls, but I think they are talking. Uh, the beginning of this said that they were. It was all about. Um, the scrolls are playing a big part moving forward as well. Mm. I mean, uh, Kriya are, are playing a big part. I feel like the storylines that you're talking about, because they're relatively recent storylines, I'm thinking of like 
there's a lot of like Brian Michael Bendis era, like Marvel that you anticipate could be part of the cinematic universe going forward. And yeah. I'm just wondering like, man, that, that skips over like decades of like, I mean, yes, you know, you want to start with the Lee Kirby stuff, but you've got other writers in between there. you got other arcs, you know, I mean, I'm so glad look at Thor with, you know, Walter Simonson and all the great stuff that he did in Thor's comic that has, you know, paid off in these films. Um, I just feel like there's other story arcs in between. I, I hope they don't jump straight to nineties, you know, two thousands era Marvel. Cause there's, I think they had some great stuff in the seventies and eighties that they could still incorporate into their, their stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, my biggest concern with that though, is that a lot of that stuff revolves around people that are going to be moving on. So unless they kind of retroactively make it about the new versions of those characters, yeah. Um, I think that's why they're moving forward because they're like, wow, we're going to, we're going to start losing these, um, these characters in the, in the universe. And so we need to kind of start using stuff that's a little bit more current because they're using different characters. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what do you want to see from the characters going forward? Like, you know, I, I think this is a good chance to kind of look at Dr. Strange or, um, Spider-Man and say, what are the stories that we remember from our youth, from growing up? You know, what are, what are the things that I, that we want to see from these characters? Um, well, I definitely think that, you know, we have to have a Spider-Man clone war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I hope you know I'm being facetious. I love that you went there right away. <laughs> yeah, um, Spider-Man has, has been through some shitty storylines, hasn't it? I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't want I don't want him to have like six arms. I don't want him to have like clones. Uh, do you I, like, no. no, that's not No, no. <laughs> Although if we get galactic like like um Aunt May Captain Universe, that would be that would be spectacular. That's great. There's well now now that Marvel's in charge of Spider Man, they they've gotta be just really chomping at the bit to do a lot of that, like really soap opera, like kind of, you know, dramatic storylines where his, his personal life is crazy and he's got villains coming at him from every angle. Like that's, that's the best Spider-Man stuff right there. Yeah. I really wished, well, I'm glad that they, they didn't because it leaves it available for Marvel, but I really was kind of, looking forward to the possibility of a sinister six movie. Yeah. And that would be something that that's the thing. I feel like now that they've established their, their, their universe, Marvel has got to get some good villains in there and not villains that we lose at the end of a movie. I think that tradition needs to be broken. Right. Right. Doesn't, uh, yeah. At the end of the end of Spider-Man homecoming sets up some of that, mm-hmm. right. With, with vulture in prison. Yeah, and yeah, if you want to talk about like the yeah the stronger Marvel villains, definitely Spider Man has a lot of them. And even though they've been used, don't you feel like it's long? It's been long enough. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't mind seeing like a, another Doctor Octopus. You know? Oh no, definitely need to have another Doctor Octopus. Another. Um, well, we had it. We had a shocker in this last one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and I think. I don't know how you feel about this stuff, but I feel like certain characters that, you know, they don't need to be in the spotlight, you know, the no. doctor that that was fine. A nice kind of 
homage to you know that character from the comics and he was a, a, a supporting character kind of a second tier you know villain but i mean dr octopus obviously green goblin um scorpion uh the rhino uh mysterio um you know okay how crazy would mysterio as a, a villain be that would be awesome that would be so awesome. Now, now that we're thinking of it in Marvel's terms, that would be awesome. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do I, do I want to see a, a fishbowl over, over the guy's head? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> not going to lie. Kind of. <laughs> Did you ever read that uh, Kevin Smith's uh, arc and Daredevil when, when they, they rebooted his series with uh, Marvel Knights? No. no you check that out. If you like a good Mysterio story um yeah check out uh kevin smith's uh i might have that actually you might be able to borrow that but unless you, you want to read it online uh, but yeah it was the, you, you won't be disappointed um but yeah so that that just shows like spider-man has some great characters i don't know a lot of doctor strange but kudos to what marvel has done so far with him in the in the movies because he's I love how he uses his powers in these films. I love yeah. that it's so different from what everyone else is doing. Yeah, and I also I also loved the um, Doctor Strange Spider Man uh, team up in this movie, like the yeah eh, man, magic kick, yeah. <laughs> magic punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also love using the word kudos. I'm going to use that word more. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Doctor Strange is, is it's been stay. I don't know if they're sticking to this, but I remember early on Kevin Feige talking about how Doctor Strange was his favorite Marvel title growing up, and that he was determined to get this character onto the screen. Um, and he envisioned Doctor Strange being the Tony Stark character going into Phase Four. Well, and so, so that being said, who, what do you think the Avengers look like in phase four? Like what, what characters are we working with? Phase four, it's tough to say because we've got Avengers four coming up. And I think of, I'm, I'm dying to see what, where this next film picks up because there's so many different possibilities from, from where infinity war left off. And I think I mentioned this last week as well. I just, want to see you know are the heroes are they the ones that are left behind are they living life are they you know traveling around the world trying to pick up the pieces trying to put out fires are they trying are they regrouping right away to figure out how to undo what's just happened you know what i mean it's it's just Mm -hmm. there i'm dying to see what life after this event is is like or how marvel is going to portray that going forward um, and so based on what happens in Avengers four, you know, is there going to be an Avengers five part of phase, part of the, the next phases going forward? Cause we've got phase one, two, three, and then infinity war. So that leads me to believe it's going to be phase four, five, six, and then whatever, you know, hopefully secret war, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there might not be I, I Avengers. Don't, Maybe it'll be I Avengers. Think- Maybe maybe Avengers five caps off Phase four, right, right. They when did when did Marvel announce this? They announced this at some event where they 
that was when they first said, we're going to do Civil War, we're going to do Infinity War 1 and 2 before they, they went back on that. Right, that was an was that e, that was an E three. I think that was their own thing. Like, didn't they rent out like a theater and and yeah. give their presentation? Yeah, I think they did do. Yeah, they did do their own. I think big presentation. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do another one for for the next you know slate of films. It would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah. Um, and and they they are doing kind of their own. Um, they're not going to be at, at Comic Con this year, which uh, I think is. I don't know if it's telling or brave or that blows me know. away. I still can't believe that. How, how, what? I, I think there's a lot of, I, I, I don't know that it pays off as much as it used to. I think it was like the, the place to go when you had announcements and, and that's where you kind of launched all your, all your new information. But Disney has, is it E3? Is that the, what's, what's that's the, what's the, Disney Dis, the Disney one? Yeah. I think it is E3. And then um, they have, uh, you know, they could do their own things. Like there's, there's no reason that they need to rely on Comic-Con. And I think because Comic-Con has become so big that they would rather let everybody else announce their stuff. And then like the week after go, Oh, by the way, this is what we're doing. Right. At, and, at, and shut down that conversation yeah, at Marvel con. They'll announce. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Cause that's coming. I mean, they're, they're getting, it's so big now, you know, they, they have such a draw that's, I mean, I feel like they've earned it, but they could, they could do a Marvel con and I would buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. I, I would too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's just, for some reason at times like this, <laughs> we're like full on Marvel geek mode. My my thoughts drift over to Marvel to, to DC Warner Brothers, just kind mm. of you know oh like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then like a room that's messy and you don't feel like cleaning, you just kind of close the door and go find something else to do. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no kidding, right? It's like, well, this is what I have to do, but what do I want to do? <laughs> How can I not do this right now? It's funny because I, I'm gonna, I, I, all the love in the world to Sean Daly, my friend Sean Daly, but uh, he came in and he was kind of picking apart Infinity War, and at one he had a little moment of of self realization where he was like. Really, it's just I'm jealous. <laughs> He's like, just really, I'm, I'm a DC guy, and I see all this stuff for Marvel, and I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a DC kid growing up, fully, fully. And uh, just, you know, I saw, I was on Instagram the other day, and they have those, like, sponsored posts. And, like, next thing I know, I'm like, I'm seeing this video of Jason Momoa giving an interview, and I'm like, oh, there's still, I guess, Justice League is coming out on Blu-ray or something. And then he's the camera zoom, zooms in on his face and he says, it's going to be great. I'm going to be great. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And so I clicked on the thing and it was an ad for Aquaman. And my first thought, Joe, my first thought is, they're still making those? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're still, that's. They're, they're, they're actually going to do that? Like, they're going to do all that? 
Yeah, it's coming out at the end of this year. It is. We're getting a freaking Aquaman movie. What are they building on? Like, I don't know. It just. I, I Ray, <laughs> I just, <laughs> when I think about, like, I, the, my, the feelings I get between, how, how do I put this? I, I feel bad for people who are DC fans. I lucked out. I, my fandom has always been more Marvel over DC. Like I just it's always followed Marvel more closely than DC. So I, I am one of the lucky ones. I cannot imagine if you are not a Marvel person at all and really you're just a DC person, I cannot imagine how disappointed and, and just bitter and angry you'd be. Like, wow. like it just uh, – they would honestly be – if Warner Brothers wanted to – recover what they really need to do is go okay um we're gonna try this again (laughs) we are going to start over and we are going to take our time and we are not going to let certain people anywhere near (laughs) our properties (laughs) and we're just gonna try and we're just we're just gonna we've we've seen what we're gonna do and we're we're just gonna fix it. We're just gonna fix it. We may keep Gal Gadot, Gadot but but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else gotta go. Um, that honestly, that would be the best thing for them moving forward is to just go. All right, we did this wrong. We we can't we can't fix it. Yeah. Let's let's just let's just start over, <laughs> or just stick to TV where we have a stronger presence. Their animated stuff is amazing. Their animated stuff is amazing. Their, um, except when they have Batman making out with Batgirl. Oh, um, that's right. I read a bunch about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, their 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 animated stuff is amazing. Their CW stuff is is yeah. so popular. Yeah, and so like that's where all the like that's where all the DC geeks go to to enjoy their properties. Yeah, it's so, fun, like we'll just watch it. It's the fun, colorful take on. DC. Yeah. Which, you know, the movies need to stop fighting. You, you, something you mentioned, I, it totally like slips my mind that, but you're absolutely right that there are those comic book fans. There have always been those comic book fans that will only do one or the other. You know, I grew up reading both, but really mm-hmm. loving the DC characters more, but reading both. And I think most of comic book fandom, especially superhero, obviously superhero comic book fandom is, is you know, kind of has their goes back and forth or, or isn't isn't just like just a Marvel fanboy or just a DC fanboy. But they do exist. Yeah, because and, I mean, I, I am one of them. I'm not a, I'm not a DC fanboy at all. I, I like I have to look up characters when I watch the Arrow and Flash and everything else because I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Um and, and for me, it was like there was so much coming out in the 90s when I was getting into comic books that it was just like I I knew all of my characters from I, – I, I read the Marvel Universe handbook and I read the Marvel Universe role-playing game. And that's how I got most of my background knowledge so that I could open a, any comic book and go, okay, I know what's going on. And since I didn't have a DC equivalent, yeah, like it was just uh, – well, I'm not even going to bother because – I know all this stuff. And so this had like, I can move forward from this point where I felt like the other way, other than kind of knowing who Superman, uh, other than super friends, (laughs) um, 
I didn't have a big basis for DC, and that's why that's why I was a Marvel person. Well, being a Marvel person, then I mean, you know, you you watched Batman when it came out. You watched the Superman mm-hmm. films. You did you feel bitter and angry that there, you know, that Marvel had you know Roger Corman's Fantastic Four? Uh, no, because I don't think like I feel like comic book movies was such a not not a thing back then that it it didn't occur to me that they should be making movies of the properties that I loved. And I never loved the Fantastic Four, so right. that was never a a thing that I felt jilted on. I mean, like, but as soon as they were like, hey, we're doing an X-Men movie, I'm like, yes, please give me more. Right, right, right. So back then it wasn't – it didn't incite that kind of – <laughs> bitter anger <laughs> no because i mean because because it was like i mean like let's think about the the, the <laughs> now, comic book <laughs> let's think about the comic book movies that came out before um before x-men we had we had a captain america that was awful yeah um <laughs> we had a Supergirl. that was awful um Wait, who had a there was girl oh there's a Supergirl movie out there my friend oh god it's 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 amazingly horrible oh <laughs> it's amazingly horrible um there were the blade movies yeah but which were kind Supergirl's, of an other Supergirl's dc though not marvel no i'm just talking about just the movies in general oh, that we got okay. like anything we got was just bad like there was superman was good batman was good yeah. And <laughs> That's right. at the time like you look back yeah. on it and there's a nostalgia there's a yeah, classic yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that comes to it yeah but but if you know you get Superman and then you compare it to Captain America and Supergirl and yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that came out there, you're like, well, you know, you, you don't have to make a movie yeah. of my character; it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's true. They had, I mean, not not until you know Blade and Blade did that come out before X Men, but that that was when. You kind of felt this. Oh, okay. They're they're starting to do you know these superhero films that are watchable. Well, and and but in, even like think about what they're doing. They've, they're taking Blade, which at the time was you know a popular comic for comic book readers, mm-hmm. but not, um, you know that was in. They they weren't taking a risk with Blade because if Blade fails, like oh okay, well you know who cares? It's it's Blade. Yeah. You know, it was it was it wasn't even very comic booky. It was more with vampires. It can be a different genre. Yeah, yeah. It was an action movie. It was a stylish action movie. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, it it it, it was an other. And I think they they were successful with a couple of others, and they were successful with Batman and Superman. But it, it just wasn't something you saw that often, and so you got excited when something came out. And I mean, Punisher. Do you remember the Punisher movies? Yeah, with Dolph Lundgren, the first one. And then the other, well, the, the second one was um, Punisher Warzone. Yeah, oh, I think oh, so. The one with Thomas, with Thomas Jane. Yeah, that one. And then there was Punisher Warzone. What about Swamp Thing? Remember the Swamp Thing movie? I, I remember Swamp Thing. <laughs> but they were all going for like we're not gonna risk our big properties. Yeah, we got we got Keanu Reeves as John Constantine and Hellblazer. Yeah. Right? Or it was actually yeah. called Constantine, but yeah, they've been here and there. Um so now that the cat's out of the bag, now that or or just sub in the correct term there. Um now that Marvel is kicking ass and doing all these things. 
then as a DC fanboy, you're what you're so angry you joined the alt right or like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Joking. Joke. Well, but well, that, that <laughs> it's but, it's no. kind of happened a couple of times. <laughs> um, you're calling a spade a spade. Um, you go on to Rotten Tomatoes and downvote Black Panther. Like what? Like you know, you're just so bitter and angry. <laughs> yeah, I, I and but I, I would I would be I not I I wouldn't I wouldn't approach it the way they did. But if like all these DC properties were amazing and you know they made a really crappy Avengers movie, I, I would be I would feel gypped. So I I do understand where that's coming from. Yeah. I I think at what point does does Warner Brothers go? You know what we we done. We done fucked up. Yeah, they- <laughs> and we need to start over. And and actually, like, they tried to they tried to jump the gun and put together a franchise without doing the work. We got Suicide and- Squad, friend. That's like they're re- they're regressing. Yeah, they're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> they missed the exit. Yeah, they um, just missed the exit. <laughs> they're, they're on the wrong freeway. <laughs> they're not even on paved road anymore. What, what are you doing, DC? God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like somebody over there. If they, if they want to get back to a place where DC fans can say they're proud of their franchises, they need to start over. And they need to take their time. And I don't know how. I don't know what that looks like because I don't know that anybody wants a Superman movie. I don't know that anybody wants uh, another Batman movie, um, because that's that's where you would start. And they didn't do that. DC, yeah, DC fucked up before they. You know what was it? A year, two years before the Avengers came out, George Miller, director of Mad Max. Fury Road, which is amazing, was mm-hmm. was deep in production on Justice League Mortal, which was going to be a Justice League film that was its own thing, not part of Batman Begins universe, not part of Man of Steel universe. It was, which I think Man of Steel wasn't even out yet, but it was going to be his own thing, uh, a closed universe featuring all of the the Justice League. Um, by a visionary director that had that had but that's a huge what if for DC yeah that they had gone forward with that that before event it was slated to be completed be, a year before Avengers came out and I don't even know that you have to follow the Marvel like that's the other thing don't follow the Marvel. Right. Franchise. Right. That's my point. Method. You want to start with Justice League? Fine. Just make it good. Yeah. Start with Justice League, make it good, and then spin off all your individual characters. Right. That would be awesome. I'd be in for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, for as much as we rag on DC and I'm, you know, talk shit about their films, uh, I'm supporting Warner Brothers and DC Universe. I buy a ticket to every film that they put out. I've seen every one. So you can't say, you know, that I'm. Sat, you know, a Marvel fanboy sabotaging the DC films or anything like that. I, they have my money. I'm supporting, you know, their their attempts. You know, I I just want to see it done right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sir, uh, is, is there good. anything else we have not covered? This is where this had to go. This, if we're talking about the future of Marvel and Phase Four and going forward, I mean, we we gotta, you know, 
it, it's only right that DC, we got to take a look at DC as well going forward. Yeah. By contract. Yeah, no, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. And, and they, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how Aquaman does. I, I am, I am preparing myself to go in and go, what am I doing? What, <laughs> what is like, like I'll go in going, okay, we'll see. Let, let's see what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and at least, you know, Jason Momoa is hot, so I can enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. But, but if I don't come out of that movie going, okay, okay, that, okay, good, good for you. If I don't have that reaction, you, you noticed my my, my expectation was, not, <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. It was like, oh, okay. Um, but if I don't come out with that, then uh, why are you still making these movies? You know, I, I. My take is even a bit, I feel like, more cynical or more depressing, which is let's say we walk out of either Aquaman or whatever, Flash, one of the next DC movies going, that was spectacular. It's in a doomed universe. Mm-hmm. I know that they're sticking to their guns and they're you know continuing on with, with, with their plans and these the slate of films that, that, that they're building off of Justice League. But Justice League got the... Okay. Oh, okay. I, that, that was, you know, that was watchable. Like that's what Justice League got from us. So, you know, if there, this Wonder Woman is is great. You know, I, I wasn't a, a huge fan of the film, but I'm a huge fan of their take on the character. Um, but where, you know, where is the, you know, where is the future for this? You know, what, what are they, what are they building on towards? Yeah. Right. And, and there's no there's no good um, answer for that right now because I don't yeah. think they know. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're floundering so hard. Yeah. They should have just stuck to Man of Steel too, man. I dug Man of Steel. I know that film, you know, has its haters, but I really dug Man of Steel, and I was super psyched that I to this day that Superman movie was a Superman movie that always played in my head growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they had just not tried to keep up with the Joneses, you know, over on Marvel's side and just stuck to their guns and say, we're making a Man of Steel 2 and we'll see from there. I think, you know, they, they would, you're right. They, they're just trying to mimic something that they can't. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out one last fan theory and right. see, see what you think. Um, have you seen the meme of Mickey Thanos? <laughs> no. Okay, so they've got they've got they've got Thanos's body when he's putting in one of the soul gems, and instead of soul gems, they're different um, acquisitions that they have. So it's like you've got Star Wars as a gem, and you've got Marvel as a gem, and you've got 20th Century Fox as a gem, and oh, then no. um, in the finished in the finished gauntlet. The the big center gem is the DC logo. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh. And so, so I I will say that there is always hope that at some point Disney will go, hey Warner Brothers, <laughs> and acquire DC, do Secret Wars, and then all of everybody's favorite characters can all coexist in the same universe. Then we get dark claw in the amalgam universe. (laughs) Oh my God. I can you, can you just as a fan picture a world 
where Hugh Jackman is playing Dark Claw and Chris Evans is playing Super Soldier. Super Soldier. Oh my god. I, I I just can't even right now. You're gonna have to put in some show notes for that, people. I'm sure there's a couple people listening at least going, What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Oh, you're about to take a deep dive (laughs) into the Amalgam universe. Oh, my God. Yeah, those are the days. (laughs) All right. I think think that's that's where this needs to end. (laughs) That's where this needs to end because otherwise we're just going to get silly. Um, (laughs) Yes, Yes, that's the fear. Any shout-outs? God, I – you know what? I have to give a shout out uh, to my best friend, Suzanne. She, we, we got to see Infinity War together finally this past Friday. And the reason why she had to wait a week is because she's just so damn busy. She's kicking ass. She's an amazing curator and artist. And she just had a big show called Color Vision open at the Huntington Beach Arts Center that we went to the opening of last night. It looked amazing. I'm super proud of her and all the work she does. Um, so shout out to Suzanne. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, I have to send a shout out to one of my students, um, Christian Lopez, who is um, first of all, I'm very excited because he's going to my alma mater for um, oh. for college. So I'm very and and in the theater program. So I'm very very excited. But um, he has been like killing it on Marvel Infinity War memes. I don't know if you've seen that they have this uh, app where you can kind of um, Thanos uh, snap people so that they are pixelizing um and and so like one of the ones he did is you know a picture of us in rehearsal and he's pixelizing he's like mr hogan i don't feel so good um (laughs) and and, like so i just got to give it like all week like every day he comes in and we share uh infinity war theories and he he sends me these great memes that either he has found or created and so it is just it it keeps it keeps the infinity war love real so (laughs) Shout out to Christian. Uh, next week, Ray and I are coming back and talking a little bit about, um, we've mentioned it a couple times, about evolving your worldview affecting your fandoms. And I think it's a, it's something I need to work through. <laughs> and so I'm hoping that Ray will will be my guide on this, on this uh, um, journey. But that's what we're going to be looking at next. Uh all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek to is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek podcast, runningshoes.tv, the comic box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast. Also, make sure to sign up for our Slack channel. We are there all the time. There was really cool Infinity War thread going on in like the spoilers section and you know we just we just geek out with each other all day instead of doing work uh and so it's great um you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play and most other podcatchers out there please leave us a review and spread the word if you'd like to contact me you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com you can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Always. I am at rayvargus3.com and on various social media networks uh, at backslash rayvargus3. And that is the end of this week's episode. Remember, this week, 
Keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? <sighs> Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out.